Open our hearts, open our minds, so that we might understand the fullness of your word. Fill us with the light of the Holy Spirit and bless this servant you have chosen to share the word proclaimed today. In the name of Jesus, the word revealed. Amen. When I was studying in seminary, grad school training ground for ministers, one of my professors always used to say that each reading had at least 70 faces, a truth she had inherited from a wise rabbi who had taught her. I think of that like facets of a diamond. Every time we sit down to read and study scripture, the Holy Spirit has something different to teach us, a new side or facet or face to a multi-dimensional story. And this story from John of the woman at the well is no different. I have done an entire Lenten series, six weeks on this one passage of scripture, because it is so rich. So today I could preach on how this passage legitimizes women in ministry, preaching and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus, but I won't. I could reflect on how this scripture is about building community by crossing gender, racial, and social boundaries to share the love of God with everyone. But that isn't quite it for today. I could talk for a real long time about living water that Jesus has to offer us. Again, not for today. Today, I want to spend some time leaning into the story of the unnamed woman, of Samaria. In the story in John's Gospel, Jesus has just had this secret night meeting with Nicodemus, wealthy, educated Jew who couldn't quite get it. And he and his disciples have left Jerusalem and are traveling on their way to Galilee. In the verse right before this, most translations read, he had to travel through Samaria. You see, but the Greek, it reads, it was necessary. And this is not just semantics, okay? Samaria is not exactly on the way to Galilee. Yet it was necessary for Jesus to travel into Samaria, though not not for geographical purposes. Now what of Samaria? not a Jewish place. Jesus and his disciples are foreigners there, both religiously and racially. Not only that, these are rival people. This is why the story of the Good Samaritan is actually so scandalous. To Jews, people of Samaria were on the wrong side of just about everything. They were outcasts, they were despised. And this anonymous woman? She is likely unnamed to focus our attention on the fact that she is a Samaritan, not a Jew. The women who are named in this gospel are all Jewish. Mary, Jesus' mother, Mary Magdalene. And we know that she has five husbands plus the partner she is currently living with. Now for many years, mostly beginning around the Puritan time, this has been understood to mean that she has a scandalous past. Maybe she does. 
But this five husbands business is likely pointing not to a sexually provocative past. What is more socially probable is that she's barren. Women who didn't bear children were divorced, cast aside, abandoned. Maybe she's a widow as well. We don't know exactly. But what we do know is that never in this story does Jesus give her a lesson in morality. Never in this story does he offer her his forgiveness for her past. You see, she doesn't need it. He does see her need, though, and that need is belonging. The truth of her situation is that she is marginalized. She is ostracized, disconnected, and likely not because of anything she had any control over. This woman could not make herself into what society told her she should be. So she was alone. Remember that story I told to the children? Red was alone. Red was marginalized, ostracized. Red could not fit into the expectations of his parents, his teachers, his family, friends, peers. They saw what he should be. He was red, just wasn't trying hard enough. And we know this story, don't we? In our own lives, we wear labels, each one of us. Labels of how we should be as a man or a woman, as a mom or a dad, a teacher, a carpenter, a grandparent, a preacher, an adult, a spouse, a professional, an elder. We could go on and on. There are a lot of shoulds weighing heavily on each one of us, pushing us further away from one another, pushing us further away from the healing that comes through connection, through relationship, community. We feel the weight of the should. You should eat less chocolate. You should save more money. You should spend less time on your phone. You should play with your kids more. You should get more exercise. You should yell less. You should, you should, you should. And when we're not living up to the shoulds, we pull away or we are pushed away, and we either put on this perfect front, or we lose our connection with our community. Red could not make himself into what those around him told him he should be. Red was alone. Until. Red was alone until he met a new friend who asked a different question. The purple crayon didn't try to fix or change him. She just invited him into relationship and saw red as he was. Not trying to change, but giving him the space to express himself as he was made. 
which ironically made space for a new identity to emerge from a place of shame and brokenness to a purpose-filled and free. The Samaritan woman was alone until she was alone until she met a new friend who asked a different question. Jesus didn't try to fix or change her, but invited her into relationship. They engage in this back and forth about living water. Is she naive or is she playing along with him as part of her wit? She is perceptive. She is bright, and the conversation moves quickly from the mundane step-by-step step, over the barriers which she had erected to protect herself until she is in this rather intimate conversation with Jesus. And it turns out Jesus is not some stranger who knows his theology, accosting her at Jacob's well. He knows her. He knows her intimately and accepts her as a worthy banter partner. This woman is a quick study, and we see Jesus bring her to a new level of understanding of who he is, from thirsty Jew to strange water purveyor to prophet. And from there, she presses forward into this theological dialogue with Jesus regarding the acceptable place for worship. Now, this is something that Jews and Samaritans had disagreed with for centuries. This back and forth bringing her to yet another, another level of understanding. Could he be Messiah? And Jesus makes himself fully known to her with the words, I am. He reveals that the presence of God is before her. This is the first I am statement in this gospel. Jesus makes God known to this woman at the well and, as a result, makes her a co-witness to his work in the world. Jesus sees and validates her. And what happens? It is quite remarkable. Jesus sees and validates her, and she drops her pot. She leaves behind her water jar to run off in joy to share this revel re revelation. She leaves behind this key piece of her old identity. The newfound relationship with Jesus makes room for her identity to evolve and change. She sheds the labels of marginalization. She sheds the label of abandonment and assumes a new identity as preacher, as center point of a brand new movement in the Samaritan community. Now in John's gospel, salvation means restored relationship. It means belonging. When Jesus meets and shares with people, when Jesus heals people, it is so they can get back to their place of belonging in the community. And because of this unnamed woman of Samaria, we know that we too have a place to belong. 
because of her, we know that no matter who we are, no matter our place in society, no matter the boxes we've been put into or the corners we've been shoved into, God, as revealed in Jesus, is for us too. No more shoulds, no more labels, except for the one that matters the most, beloved child of God. Red was alone. The Samaritan woman was alone. There are times when we too feel alone, isolated by others or by our own shame or fear of what we have done or not done or by who we are. But Jesus, Jesus sees us. Jesus calls us into relationship stripping off the false or harmful tags that we ourselves and others have put on us. Jesus claims us as his own, making room for us to put down the pots of our old selves. Neither Red nor the woman at the well could have done it on their own. This is not a pull-yourself-up-by-your-bootstrap situation. It isn't redefine your identity and begin again. Jesus, as Christ or as crayon, goes out of his way in his travels to sit down at the well and wait for us. He knows us. He wants us. And he is ready to engage in creating an intimacy with us to unbind us from the threads or the wrappers that constrict who we think we are and make wide the path to freedom for the person he knows we are. Are we ready to recognize his invitation? To engage in that witty dialogue? Are we ready to have our minds opened to a new understanding? Are we ready to put down our pots and venture into the world with the label of beloved child of God? I pray that we might move from this place today, leaving behind our old water jugs and walking into the newness of life that is in Christ. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen.